you might be one of the few people who can actually talk about Mary-Kate and Ashley Olsen as individuals as opposed to <laughs> as like one collective unit. Before this interview, I was saying that my little sister was very young when the Olsons were popular and she thought they were one person named Mary Cadel Cadelson. No, I have never heard that in my she life. Was a, she was a little kid, you know, it gets confusing. Scary fears. Scary fun. Scary mommy speaks. Welcome to Scary Mommy Speaks, the podcast for moms who talk about all the ups, downs, ins, and outs of motherhood. I'm Ashley. And I'm Carrie. And if you don't know Scary Mommy, you better now. We're the number one source of info and entertainment for moms across the country. We don't hold back. We keep it real. And this is about as real as it gets. If you've been having as much fun as we have, please rate and review us wherever you listen to podcasts because it helps other moms find us. Ash, we have got quite a show today. Tia Mowry is chatting with us. Wait, Tia Mowry from Sister Sister? Sister Sister! And now on Family Reunion, yes. that Tia Mowry? Yes, that Tia Mowry. You mm. know it. She's going to talk to us about breakfast that kids will actually eat. And we're also playing a fun game about the 90s with her. I can't wait. I love her. We also have to talk about friendship when it's time to let go and when to hold on and different types of mom friends. Like, I'd say I'm a cool mom. <laughs> I don't actually think I'm a cool I mean, mom at all. We'll see. I mean, you're not not cool. Anyway, well, also I'm kind of like was cool once, mom. Exactly. Yeah. And not that I'm a cool mom. Anyway, why'd well, you laugh so hard? <laughs> it just I had a maniacal laugh in me, so I had to come out sometime. And also, we have an amazing story from one of our very own scary mommies. We are interviewing a mom about a time when someone did something really nice for her right after she gave birth to her second child. Oh, I love this. I love stories about people doing nice things. More of that. Maybe I'm a wannabe nice mom. Maybe you are. I wouldn't cackle at that. And also, of course, we have confessions. Our confessions, your confessions, everybody's confessions. And they are so good. So stick around. Okay, but first, can I ask you a question? Ask away. You know what new diapers I love, Ash? Tell me. Huggies Special Delivery. They're Huggies' softest diaper ever. Here, feel it. Come on, put it on your face and feel how soft it is. (laughs) Oh, wow, I can take off my mascara with this thing. Totally. Let me tell you, these diapers work great during the day and overnight. Plus, they're the softest plant-based diapers, 23% by weight to be exact. I love it. Can I also give props to Huggies? There's finally a dad on the box. Yes, to that. So if you're a new mom, know a new mom, or ran out of cotton to remove your eye makeup, go try Huggies Special Delivery Diapers. Trust me, you'll feel great about it when it's on your baby's sweet little sensitive skin. Just look for the black and white boxes with the red Huggies. Today, we are so thrilled to be talking with Tia Mowry Hardrick, star of 90s sitcom Sister Sister, the Netflix hit Family Reunion, and cooking channels Tia Mowry at Home. Tia, thank you so much for joining us. Oh my gosh, no problem. So um, we know you're currently on the show Family Reunion, um, which P.S. are one of our producers' yeah. daughters, G- Gigi and Macy, love the show. Love it. Absolutely love the show. They're some of your biggest fans. Oh, yay. <laughs> You play a character that is also a mom, just like you are in real life. How similar are you to your character, Coco? Oh, my gosh. I am very similar. The creator of the show, she was like, Tia, you playing this role, it it seems like it just kind of comes to you. It, like, literally Uh just flows. And I'm like, 
Yeah, because the role is actually me. (laughs) This is the closest I think I've ever been in my career to a character. Coco, you know, she's not your traditional mom. She's very free-spirited. She enjoys embarrassing her children. You know, love you too, Corey. Bye. That was my husband, you guys. Got it. So I work really hard at being the cool mom. (laughs) Don't we all? Um, I know, right? So I'm always laughing and joking and and, um, having fun with my kids. And I I even look at discipline, the way that Coco looks at discipline, how she disciplines her children. She kind of gives them um, a little bit more of, of, of responsibility, should I say. And, and I love it. I love going to work every single day on that show. I feel so blessed to be able to get to play such a fun um, and, in my opinion, inspiring character. That's amazing. That's that's kind of the best feeling in the world when you're just like, wake up, happy to yeah. go to work. I feel like that I was going to say, we feel, we feel the same right? way coming to this job. Yeah. Uh, yay. So how many kids do you have, Tia? I have two. So I have an eight-year-old who's a boy. His name is Cree. And then I have a daughter, Cairo, who is 17 months. Oh, wow. so, congratulations. Like, so new, 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 congrats. <laughs> Thank you. And she, I'm having so much fun with this one. She is just, oh my gosh, she's incredible. My pregnancy was oh, intense, very hard. And they usually say it's always the opposite. Like if you have a very intense pregnancy or an intense delivery, the child is always just, just easy breezy and that's my daughter like she's that is not the case for me (laughs) (laughs) that's sort of the case for me i guess yeah yeah yeah, my my son on the other hand you know he's he just has a lot of energy he's running all over the place he's you know into a lot of things so i have the best of both worlds that's, That's awesome. amazing. Speaking of energy, um, yes. I've been having such a hard time. It's really been draining on my energy. My daughter just, so okay. I, I have a, um, she's almost a year old. She'll be a year old in two weeks. She has just decided that breakfast is, she's not really into breakfast. All she wants to eat for breakfast are, uh. are bomba, you know, those like peanut um, puffs. That's all she wants to eat, which obviously is not a breakfast. Oh, really? Yeah. Do you have any tips for any really? delicious things that my child might want to eat? Preferably also easy yes. because okay. I hate making breakfast. Oh, I know. Okay. Well, I have two things for you ladies. Okay. okay. Number one, I think the biggest tip that I can give you is, of course, find something that she likes, right? And then add that ingredient to whatever new ingredient that you are trying to give her. So perfect example, right? Like my daughter actually, okay, she loves pancakes, right? That's just something that she just loves. But what I put in the pancakes are chocolate and bananas. And you actually can check out this recipe. It's my chocolate banana oat pancakes. And they are a hit in my house. They're so incredibly delicious. And it's actually really easy because you're just dumping everything into one bowl and you're making pancakes out of it. Also, what I like to do is I like to, I mean, we're a huge fan of Quaker at the house and we use, you know, lots of oats at the house and I make oat balls that I just kind of like roll into oat balls and they literally taste like oatmeal cookies. Oh, that sounds good. And then she'll eat them for breakfast because they're like these little, you know, balls that she'll eat and they're easy to make. They're so delicious. 
But yeah, I think that's the biggest advice that I would give you is add the ingredient that she loves and introduce that new ingredient. I'm definitely going to try those mm-hmm. pancakes. Oh my gosh, she's going to love them. Yeah. I hope so, yeah. <laughs> I love pancakes, so I, I'll probably chomp up half of them as well. <laughs> <laughs> so while we have you, we would be yeah. remiss if we did not talk about the fact that you have a twin sister, Tamara. Yes. And... You yes. know, obviously, Sister Sister was huge. I grew up watching it. Oh, thank you. Do you ever trade places with her now as a mom? Or I know, try to trick your children? Yeah, like, I know you got this question. I remember reading it in, yes. like, uh, Teen Bop and stuff like that. But did you do you ever now, as an adult, switch places when it comes to mom responsibilities? Like, hey, like I don't want to pick you up today. You know, know what? You guys just gave me the best idea. You know, we've (laughs) never done that. We've never done that. But I will say this. The kids have gotten confused. So That's so um, funny. One time, yeah, when the kids were younger, they would call the other one mama. Or (laughs) they'll say, mama, she uh, she has your face. Like, I remember a lot of times to that. She has your face. (laughs) Um, And then there are times when... Cree, when he was younger, will call Tamara Mama. So they've definitely gotten confused before, but we've never like pulled on a a, a full prank. You guys could really Which is like actually a good idea. You guys you could, should. I guess you guys could wreak some havoc at some parent teacher conferences. Oh my gosh, I never thought of that. <laughs> that would be so funny because I'm supposed to be reading to my son's school. Oh, that's a perfect month. opportunity. And yeah, that's what I'm saying. Instead of me going, I should just ask Tamara. And right, you're like, do me a solid. Knows. Do me a solid, Tamara. I got you back later. You know. <laughs> we have a fun game. And speaking of the 90s, when, when, when Sister okay. Sister was on, um, Ashley and I love sporting our 90s gear. We got a fanny pack. We yeah, got I'm some Steve Madden pa- platform sandals here with some biker oh. shorts. So we're going to do Frenchy? a little... You have your scrunchies? Of course. Yes, of course. It's How so in now, too. <laughs> So we're going to list some of our favorite 90s things, and we're going to play like a lightning round game. Okay. Don't overthink it. We'll just list a few things, and you list uh, which of the three or which of the two is is your good to go. Ready? Okay. All right. Yeah. Doc Martens, Birkenstocks, or High Tops? Doc Martens all the way. I have some now. Nice. Love that. Urkel, Carlton, or Screech? Urkel. I yes. mean, he's my friend. So okay. Still, wow. <laughs> we heard this. I... He would kill me if I didn't choose him. <laughs> then on that note, I'm going to say, hey, Jaleel. <laughs> Nirvana, Pearl Jam, or Soundgarden? <laughs> Ooh, Nirvana, definitely. Nirvana. That's a good choice. Uh, Monica or Brandy? And yep. honestly, once you answer that, who oh. do you think deserve the boy? And boy is mine. Oh, my gosh. I can't believe you're doing this to me. <laughs> Monica or Brandy? I'm going to have to go with Brandy. Yes. I'm going to have to go with Brandy. Nice. And she said the boy is hers. The boy, okay? the boy is hers. She said the boy is hers. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I have to say Brandy. I mean, she's another one. of. She's a friend of mine. So, you know, maybe. We're basically making you pick between why, friends. But, uh, it's not very nice. Yeah. Um, okay. I know. That's why I'm like, I have to say Brandy. <laughs> Mary Kate or Ashley in the 90s. And then Mary Kate or uh, Ashley now. Oh, that's a really, really good question. Mary Kate or Ashley in the 90s? I would say Ashley in the 90s. I really loved how he had this kind of like 
simplicity. I really like her simplicity to, you know, her style and kind of like who she is as a person. But now I'll definitely say Mary Kay. I definitely would say I relate to her more because I like the way she's a little bit of a risk taker, especially when it comes to her fashion. Nice. Um, That was very well thought out. Yeah, she's just really cool. Yeah. You might be one of the few people who can actually talk about Mary-Kate and Ashley Olsen as individuals as opposed to (laughs) as, like, one collective unit. As a joke, not as a joke, but before this interview, I was saying that my little sister was very young when the Olsons were popular, and she thought they were one person named Mary Kate Kadelson. That's what she thought. No, I have never heard that in my life. She was a little kid, you know, it gets confusing. I I may have a little lead weight. I mean, I did babysit the girls when my brother was on Full House. Oh, my God. Amazing. What a story. That's a great story. Yeah. Yeah. So when my brother was on Full House and he played Teddy, um, whenever, I guess, the mom stepped away for a minute, she would let my sister and myself just kind of hang out with them and just play with them. And so I really kind of, you know, got to know them. And as I mean, I haven't seen them in a while. But as they got older, I can still tell them apart. And they've really stayed true to to their differences, which I think is really cool. That's amazing. I love that. All right. We have one more for you, and I think it's the most important one. Okay. New Edition, Hanson, or O-Town? Oh, my <laughs> gosh. Didn't Hanson do? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. This is Oh, this is actually, this is the hardest one for me because I don't know any of them. So I really have to like, (laughs) now we need a real, a real bias from you. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Uh, you know what? I'm going to have to go with, uh, I'm going to have to go with Hanson and I'll tell you why they've grown up to be such incredible family men. Yes, they have. Um, yeah. Yeah. I just love how they handled their success and their careers. You know, they transitioned beautifully. So uh, that's why I'm going to choose them. I know I'm going into the 2000s, but that's why I'm choosing Hanson. They were just so cute. Spoken like a uh, true person who has been in this industry for a long time. I love it. Thank you so, so much Aww, for joining us. It was a you. pleasure. Well, you too, guys. Bye. And we'll report back about our pancakes. You have to. And make sure you go to cookwithquakers.com. And they have a really cool promotion going on right now, too, that if you come up with your original recipe, you can submit it to the website. You have a chance of winning $1,000 or have a chance of that recipe being showcased in the Quaker Oats cookbook, which Whoa. I think is amazing. Yeah. So make sure you guys check it out. Awesome. Thank you so much, Tia. Oh, my gosh. Thank you. You guys have a good one. You You too. too. Okay, well, I have an announcement. You're pregnant. Oh, God, no. I'm not pregnant, am I? Oh, good. No, I'm not. Jeez. Good. I was worried for you. I hope I'm not. Yeah. I was featured on Scary Mommy Spotted. I was spotted. Yes, you were. I spotted you on Spotted, and it was awesome. I was, too. Do you think we should tell everyone what Spotted is so they can check us out? Because I want them to check us out on Spotted. Absolutely. I want to be checked out, and I want you checked out, and I want to be spotted and poked and prodded. Ooh, rhymes. Anyway, not the poked and prodded part. I take that back. Spotted by Scary Mommy is a newsletter where you get timely updates, kick-ass content, and curated shopping recommendations and solutions for every aspect of your busy life. Which is amazingly helpful to us busy moms who don't have time or energy to do all of the background work and read reviews and all of that nonsense. 
Spotted has a team of experts finding the best products, the hottest deals, the coolest trends, all delivered straight to your inbox. They've got your back, Mama, and it's like uh, having an assistant. I was an assistant, but I want an assistant. Yeah, I want one too. I deserve an assistant. We all do. You know, I'm such a sucker for those kind of curated lists. You give me a curated list about anything, and I'm probably going to buy half the stuff on the list. That's why I get Instagram targeted ads all the time. I know. To keep up with all that is helpful to you, sign up for Spotted's newsletter at www.hellospotted.com. Recently, I've gone through, we've talked about this before, like when I was pregnant, I went through some friends acting kind of weird that I was pregnant, friends that um, we had been like single ladies together, and then we were girls with boyfriends who were older who probably weren't going to have kids. So now that I have kids, some of my friends, and these are like tried and true friends. These are not like casual friends. These are like ride or die. 10 plus year friends. Exactly. Yeah. All of a sudden, the dynamic is, like, a little bit weird. And I think some of that is, like, well, when you have a kid, your priorities become so laser-focused that you really don't have time for bullshit stuff. So when my friends who don't have kids are stressing about things, I am really blunt and just like, why are you even stressing about this? Like, I, I hear you, but you're better than this. Like, dump this drama. And it's starting to affect our relationship because we're, we have less to talk about now. Yeah. I know that I'm the one that's changed, so is it my fault? Uh, anyway, I'm having a really hard time with with friends. Well, you and I just read this article, right? It's called When It's Time to Let Go of a Friendship. And I think, I personally think the reality of friendships are that not all of them last forever. And they come in, you know, people come in at certain points in your life for certain purposes. Or um, you just kind of grow apart sometimes, you know? Like, I thought that this article really pertained to you. I mean, I think some of my auxiliary friends that are haven't like aren't my core group of friends. I don't mind so much them right. that that might come and right, go. Right, but like the besties. But like the besties, I'm really trying to make sure that I grow, I'm going to use the cheesiest. I want to continue to water that garden. You know what I mean? I want to Is that sure, a saying? I've I never heard so. that. I just made it up. <laughs> anyway, in the article, I love the quote that said, "Not all friendships are meant to endure and that's okay. As much as I wish I can make everyone happy and be lifelong friends with everyone, it's not realistic. I'm going to embrace my lifetime friendships. I will encourage my season relationships and I'm going to be grateful for my reason relationships." Well, what's a reason relationship? That sounds like I made friends with a guy at Taco Bell because I wanted free bean burritos. You know what I mean? I mean, that would be kind of a reason relationship. Yeah, absolutely. But it's sort of like us. Like, we're friends because of this podcast. Right. So we're the reason why we see so much of each other is because of the podcast. Right. So Are you like using a, me? Yes, I am using you. <laughs> I definitely think that there are friendships now that I have a son where people aren't at that point in their life. And I don't want to, like, not be friends with them. There are plenty of people who I am friends with who don't and have I'm kids. And I'm so appreciative of my friends that don't have kids. Of course. Because they keep me they keep me real about, like, what what is also important in life, which isn't always your kid in every – I mean, listen, your totally. kid is obviously important. But you need to remember who all you the, are and all the other things about life. And the yeah. friends that have, were important to you right. and all that other stuff. But it's I also have friends who have gotten weird with me. Yeah, like, we've talked about this. I have definitely some friends that have just gotten kind of weird. They yeah. felt uncomfortable that after, you know, I mean, listen, I didn't, I didn't have a baby until I was, well, I didn't have the baby until I was 40. Right. And so a lot of my friends, they just thought it was just going to be like, it's going to be like the Golden Girls. We're right. just going to like yeah. live together. To, Who are you? To, oh, I'm probably a Ruma clan, a Han. Oh, yeah. Blanche, right? Yeah, Blanche. Yeah. 
I feel kind of like a like a Dorothy. Yeah, I'm somewhere. I'm like I'm pretty blunt, like Dorothy. Yeah, yeah. But I talk about my vagina a lot, which she makes also me had real. long long arms. She does have yeah. a lot of arms. She's <laughs> handsome. Yeah. Anyway, um, so you know, I just feel like I lost my train of thought there. Sorry. No, it's okay. So I feel like they thought that it was that we were like a team. We were yeah. like the no kid New York lady team, and they almost feel betrayed. Then they feel a little bit betrayed, and they kind of when I mentioned I was pregnant, there was the way they reacted was almost like excuse me? Like, I thought we had all decided you're not having a baby. I was like, no, we hadn't. That was a, a group decision. Yeah. You know? So you want my advice? Sure. I think you I drop mean, I'm going to get it from you anyway. <laughs> I, I just think you move on. I mean, I feel like if you've outgrown them and you're the one doing all the work, like, relationships are supposed to be two-sided. And if it's not it's like the the story we talked about about the woman who went to her husband and he was and like, nah, like, I'm no, good. Yeah. Um, if someone else isn't going to do the work in a relationship to like meet you halfway and it's a friendship, it's a total by choice relationship. What are you wasting your time with? And I actually have some people that I've dropped in my life. And then eight to 10 years down the line, we reconnected because they changed, too. And we happen to change in the same way. Yes. Though an article, when I was doing research on this, I saw this great article called The Types of Mom Friends Every Mom Needs in Her Life. There's a bunch. Um, my faves were the mom who can't be grossed out, the mom who likes a good glass of wine but doesn't like drinking alone. I really, I related to these different topics. I felt like maybe I'm just being narcissistic personality disorder, but I felt like um, I, like, out of the 10, I was like, I had eight. I was like, I'm eight of these kinds of moms. I mean, I feel like I'm the two you just listed here. <laughs> Except I do like drinking alone. I do also drink I'm alone. I'm not above it. Exactly. Me neither. <laughs> I'm also the MacGyver mom they mentioned, which is, you need something, I probably have it in my yeah, purse. Yeah. For sure. Not it. Not it. No. You, did you see how big my purse I know, is? Like, I know. You have, like, six bags with you. You're like a pack camel. Pack Hamel? Pack Is that mule. a thing? Pack Hamel. Pack Hamel. A mom friend told us a story the other day about someone who helped her for no other reason but to help. To hear something like that, it was really inspiring. Yes, and we are always looking for a little inspiration because we need it. So we decided to do a special series called Hug on Heroes in partnership with Huggies, where we highlight real stories from the Scary Mommy community. And our Scary Mommy sent in amazing stories about times when someone stepped in and helped, times when they needed it, times when someone said a nice word, or just let them know that it was going to be okay. We had so many beautiful and wonderful entries, and I just want to read them all. We chose a few of these stories to share with you, and we'll be interviewing one mom per episode, asking her to tell us about the hero who helped her hug on when she needed it the most. So today we're talking to Michelle. Michelle is a mom of two, and in her story, she had just given birth to her second baby, and then the meal train was scheduled. Oh no, not the meal train. (laughs) I had that too. I mean, it's really nice, but the thought of people coming over right after you had a baby is like, ugh. Totally. It's so, so nice. It's just like, it's not a good time. Just drop the food off in at the front door. Right. But that's when everyone <laughs> wants to come and they want right. to meet the new baby. Uh, so Michelle's refrigerator was a disaster. There's old things in there. There's stuff that needs to be thrown away. You know, when you have that uh, that old food in your fridge and it starts to leak and it gets sticky. Oh, yeah. Anyway, it's now sticky. All other things are gross. She's too overwhelmed to clean it. So Michelle opens the fridge door. She sees the mess, the goo, the condiments that are old. The light is shining on her beautiful but exhausted yes. face. And so she shuts the door. I mean, that's exactly what I would do after I grabbed a snack and ate it. So what does she do? 
She doesn't clean it, does she? I mean, I hope not. I wouldn't clean it. I don't. Have you ever cleaned your fridge? I don't think I have in the two years I've had it. But anyway, let's see what happened. Hi, Michelle. How are you? I'm great. How are you? Good, good. Can you tell us a little bit about what happened, what went on the fridge? Did you stop the meal train, you know? Sure. Um, so I just had wonderful friends coming over to bring us food, which is such, and like, we so appreciate that. It's wonderful to not have to cook when you have a new baby, but it was just, my mom had been here and she had gone to get groceries for us. And my fridge is just full of stuff that like wouldn't make a complete meal, but also was just completely filling it up. And yeah. I just, every time I thought about somebody bringing us a meal, I went, this is going to be so great because we have this food and I have to have somewhere to put it. Otherwise it's all going to go to waste. So I sent my best friend a text. We've been friends since college. Um, then we taught together and I just said, would you please just come make room in my fridge for me? <laughs> I am so overwhelmed. Um, I'm struggling a little bit with a brand new baby. She's having a hard time nursing, just like obviously not sleeping, all the things that come with a brand new baby. Of course. Um, which we hadn't done in six years because our girls are six years apart. So it's like, oh, we launched right back into newborn territory. You had that pregnancy amnesia that where you forget everything yeah. that happened the first time. <laughs> exactly that. Um, so all I said was like, I just need a little bit of room to be able to like put this first meal in so we don't just waste all of my sweet friend's effort. And she's, came over and just said, go away. Um, and she took every single thing out of my fridge, every Tupperware, every old salad dressing, every expired condiment. She wiped everything down. She cleaned all of the shelves. She reorganized everything. And then she sent me a quick text and was like, can I do the freezer too? And just, <laughs> Can she come to my house? Yeah, she sounds like Monica <laughs> I mean, Geller. Yeah. She is a pretty amazing best friend. She's just one of those people who, when you say, I need you here, um, is always there and just goes above and beyond. It was like, you know that the hallelujah chorus when I opened the fridge the first time. And the cells were all shiny. <laughs> and um, and it's just impossible for them. It was exactly that. It was angels singing and the light in the fridge somehow seemed brighter. And um, and then our other local friends brought us food and I could eat some and put it away and get it out the next day and eat some more and not have to worry about feeding myself and our family with this brand new baby. It's amazing um, how like a little bit of organization in your house makes your brain feel organized. Yes. It is absolutely. And it's one of those things that's like, I know, of course, like, oh, I should be doing this. And I was, you know, eight, nine months pregnant, like, oh, I should, I should get to that. And should is not a good word for me. <laughs> also, when you're eight or, nine, eight or nine months pregnant, your smell is like extra. Oh, so yeah. refrigerator yeah. is maybe not the best place to and put you're your face. tired. Like yeah. the last thing you want to do is clean your fridge. I know. And, yeah. You know, I have to say, though, kudos to you for even asking for the help. Yeah. Because when I had the baby, I within two days was like, gotta leave the house, gotta go out and do things, like have to act like life is normal. And I, I did myself more of a disservice than anything. Yeah. I didn't ask for help. What do you think the mess in the fridge meant to you at that time? You know, it's the symbolic of a bigger feeling of like, oh, how am I failing myself? How am I failing my family? And that's not a healthy mindset for anybody. And just to say, this isn't a failure. This is an opportunity to call my village and say, you know, come on in. Yeah. Um, come, come meet me where I'm vulnerable. Come meet me where the hard stuff is, the literal and figurative mess is. You know, I don't have siblings. And I met these women while I was in college and teaching that I just went, hey, um, guess what? You are family now. You're aunties to my yeah. girls. 
you are I, your sisters. If if I could make you them officially, I would. My question to you is, what would you say to this wonderful angel of a friend now? Like, how how would you thank her? She's just my person. Um, I would just say thank you for being there for me in the most vulnerable season of my life. I know that this is just a friend who is going to be with me for life because she's been with me in all of these moments. Yeah. She's your ride or die. Yeah. We all need one of those. Exactly. In good times and bad. And let's hope it's more good. Yeah. Thank you so much for talking with us, Michelle. We really appreciate you telling your story. I'm so, so happy to. Thanks, you guys. Just a couple weeks ago, my, my sister is pregnant with her second kid, and she we were talking about how overwhelming it is, especially if you get wonderful hand-me-downs of clothes that you just have yeah. like garbage bags full of clothes. You have no idea what you have. Which is great. It's so nice for right. the help, but also But also when you're preparing for baby, you get overwhelmed yes. pretty easily. So I just actually drove down there and spent the entire day going through all the baby clothes, and when she walked in and we just like opened up the doors and she saw everything organized, you could just see her entire body relax. Oh, that's she's so like, nice. She's like, I was dreading this. It was causing me so much stress to have you just come in and just like, bam, get it done all in one day. She's like, I feel so much better. You know, I'm a Virgo, so I'm very type A. I'm very organized. I Things have their place. They may not always be in their place, but they have a place. Mm-hmm. I think people underestimate how important not seeing chaos is for everything. It makes your body feel different. Even just making your bed in the morning. Yeah. Doesn't that automatically change everything yes. for you? Like it it everything. Michelle's story highlights how important it is to embrace those imperfect parenting moments. And oh, I have so many. Oh my on me too. I have a ton. And there's there's just no way to do it all and there's no way to do it just right. You do what you can, and you pat yourself on the back for doing anything. I'm patting myself on the back right now for just making it through today. Actually is actually doing that. And for you out there, when you see a mom, offer a hand. Don't be shy, because motherhood is tough. We all need to hug on at some point. (laughs) Confession time. Shh, confessions. Confession time. Oh, my God. Who wants to go first? I'll go. All right, Ash. I have mine ready. Okay, I've got mine ready, too. Not to brag. Um, As you can hear, I am suffering from laryngitis. uh, And it's a swell time. This weekend was really, really bad. Like, legit couldn't talk, had no voice. Um, And I sadly had to hand over the parenting reins to Matt. Yep. Not sad at all about it. Anyway, what's your confession? So, as you know, Ashley, although most probably people don't know, is Lee and I have been looking to move. Yeah. And so we've been kind of on the hunt of the right area that we want to move because we, we, we think we don't want to live where we live right now. And so we've been trying to find where we want to move. Yeah. And so I've been infiltrating private mom groups. On Facebook. On Facebook in the tri-state area. Most of them you need to um, – you have to – ask if you can be invited and they ask you questions like what's your address like they want to make sure that you really live there so I've just been zillowing addresses putting (laughs) them in at first my partner made fun of me for doing it but we've gotten so much good stuff like I've gotten direct from seller house things being like oh my house is for sale that's awesome and I found so this he's now like you are 
seriously an FBI agent of mom. Yeah, thank God you use your powers for good and not evil. So my confession is I do not live in 23 different locations, which Facebook groups would say that I am a mom in like 23 different locations. every Facebook group, go through, see if (laughs) Carrie Sotero is a part of it. I may or may not live there. Remove her. And now it's your turn, Scary Mommies, to get a load off. Go to our confessions page and pour your little hearts out. Today, as we do every week, we read your confessions with a dramatized voiceover. Who knows? Your confession might be on this week. Let's find out. I have an addiction to picking my nose. I usually just roll the boogers between my fingers, then flick them. It's hard to tell how many boogers there are all around my house. Oh, there's one. This this is my all-time favorite confession. This and the lady who shit in the cat litter box. (laughs) Lee, she's not... Listen, I think flicking is much better than, like, rubbing it on the back of your couch and then you look at your couch and it's like a graveyard of hard, concrete, old buggers. I wish I could say I don't relate to this lady, but I totally do. But, girl, I feel you. I love the build-up to Christmas... But I find Christmas Day really boring. I agree. I can identify it's with that. It's sort of like having a case of the Sundays. Yeah. Like on Sunday, you're just like, oh, God, what's going to be tomorrow? That's how I feel about Christmas Day. Yeah. Christmas Eve is definitely my jam, especially yeah. as an Italian. No, as a Hispanic. Feast, yeah. The Feast of the Fishes, Midnight Mass. We usually get to open one. It's like, and then Christmas Day, you're just like, oh. Yeah. I think as a kid, it's different. As an adult, you're just like, you're like, oh shit! I'm gonna have so many toys to put together and then clean up. And uh, last year was our first Christmas doing the Christmas toy building before Christmas morning, and that was horrible. Yeah, horrible. Never I- want to do it again. Have to. I tell my coworkers that I don't eat lunch with them because I am an introvert, and lunch is my only alone time. It's a lie. I just don't like them, and I don't want to eat lunch with them. Oh. I love that. <laughs> I love that so much. I like to eat lunch alone, too. You ever, like, have that coworker in your life that always wanted to eat lunch with you and you lied to get out of it? I did it all the time. And I'd you put like, your earphones on. They don't even take a, take note yes. of that. They just, like, talk through it. Oh, my God. Ugh, worst. All right, mamas. Thank you so much for joining us today. We had such a blast. And if you love this show, make sure you rate and review us on Apple Podcasts to help more moms find us. And if you want some more Scary Mommy in your life, be sure to subscribe to Scary Mommy Speaks wherever you get your podcasts. And if you want even more Scary Mommy, check out our articles and videos on ScaryMommy.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat. Scary Mommy Speaks is a Some Spider production. This episode was produced by Dorothy Abrams and Julie Katakis, edited by Dorothy Abrams, and recorded and mixed by Weston Fonger. Music provided by Audio Network. Special thanks to Sam Bellingham and Angelina Powers at Vinyl Mix. Don't forget, we want to hear from you. So email your comments to speaks at scarymommy.com. Scary Mommy Speaks.